Hello and welcome to another episode of The Philosophy Guy. I'm Brendan Weber, your host. So in today's episode, we will be covering Bo- the show BoJack Horseman on Netflix. And it's it's commentary on loneliness and it's kind of commentary on life itself. So getting into BoJack's commentary on existence, as I said, and facing your inner thoughts, desires, and sense of self, and kind of how that relates to depression and loneliness. So before we dive into the content, I'm going to do my little usual self-advertisement. So I'd like to start off by saying thank you to my listeners for your continued thoughts, feedback, and continued listening. It's because of you the show continues to grow. You help inspire me to keep making these episodes And you help achieve my goal of making philosophical ideas and discussions applicable to a wider range of people, inspiring me to help people think about things with a new perspective and using pop culture as a foundation to achieve that goal. So if you'd like to support the show in more tangible ways, you can visit my Patreon page where you gain access to more content and full-length episodes. The full-length episodes are only a dollar per month, not per episode. So even this small monthly contribution not only means a lot to me, but lets me know how much you appreciate what I'm trying to do. So you can also use the Amazon link to make purchases through that. And I also write about various philosophical ideas through Medium. So if you read my articles, share them, and hit that little clap button, uh, that helps me as well. So otherwise, please just subscribe, rate, and review, and uh, leave me your feedback, and you can find all of those little links in the description below. So, to start off, the first part of this little show here. It's going to focus more so on his, on Bojack's depression, and the second half of the show will focus on his feelings of, of loneliness, which people, I think, connect with both these issues and with his substance abuse, and I think it kind of relates well, and I'll kind of explain that a little bit better, obviously, but um, so let's get back to the show. So for some people, Bojack Horseman comes off as a, as a bit of a parody, a melodrama of sorts. The main character being a horse who is essentially a washed up celebrity who numbs himself with booze and drugs and has an endless, meaningless appetite for meaningless sex with people. He comes across as being as being hooked on the shame and regret that comes with those vices. But even though it's a sitcom with many silly plot lines, where most of the main characters are animals instead of people, and the main character, Bojack, is a horse, the show portrays trauma, addiction, and depression in one of the more human ways that I've ever seen on TV, film, and the entertainment industry in general. It's a it's wonderfully thoughtful and real show. So take take the most recent season. One of the episodes is at Bojack's mom's funeral called Free Churro. The entire episode is essentially Bojack giving a farewell speech about his mom. And it's one of the most real, genuine evocations of emotion I've ever watched on television. See, if you're going to 
to watch one episode of the entire series, you have to watch that one. See, BoJack connects with the audience in a similar way that Rick and Morty has touched on. And they, they both kind of have their own respective ways of doing this, I would say, obviously. And we'll probably do an episode on that difference in a later date. But BoJack, it connects with our, and, and Rick and Morty, connects with our everyday feelings of life in some way. Our, our current state, our modern state of feeling in, about the world. Similar to Rick and Morty, it provides almost no light as a counterweight to its darkness. See, this oddly works even though it's meant to be a comedy. But at least in Rick and Morty's case, Rick is constantly kind of dominating the show. He's constantly overcoming things where it feels like he's about to lose and he overcomes it. Where Bojack kind of has a mix of both. There really is kind of more darkness in a sense. I would actually say it might even be, it's probably darker than Rick and Morty. See, Bojack, the show, is so preoccupied with hopelessness, self-loathing, with misery that is interpersonal and self-induced. And the show is unable to escape the abyss. In a way, the show throws a middle finger at people who think animated shows are not for adults and takes a, a silly concept using animal cartoons as main characters and beats you in the face with it, with it, with real-life emotions. People love it. I love it. The show turns a damn horse that feels dead inside, to one of the most real characters on television. The show remains consistent with its philosophical ideas. and You have to respect that. It's a show about the painful addictions to our pain and addictions. Binge watching. That's an addiction. It's also ironic as this is a Netflix show that is notorious for convincing people to binge watch shows. And it kind of provides commentary on binge-watching because binge-watching is an addiction. It's one of mine. I have a philosophical podcast that relates to pop culture that gives me an excuse to binge-watch TV and movies. So what I'm trying to say is keep listening. You are supporting my addiction. Binge-watching is related to binge-eating, binge-drinking. These are things therapists will call a mental disorder. The show makes you laugh and makes you feel like a pathetic piece of shit at the same time within the same episode, making you feel shattered. But you want to keep watching. You want to binge watch it. You might feel like shit, but the reason it's so good is it doesn't it, it does something beneficial. It acts as a sort of therapy for us. It forces us to recognize our own addictions, our own failures of introspection. And that's why I'm doing a deeper dive into it for an episode today. But let's get back to the general idea of the show, or one of the general ideas. An aspect of the show directly deals with the philosophical idea of existential nihilism, which we'll dive more in depth on a later episode. But another aspect relates, and this they relate to each other, but another aspect relates to depression and loneliness and the reason I'm focusing on this aspect instead of the existential philosophy today is of the show is because season five goes out of its way to focus on the idea of loneliness. Every main character in the show demonstrates this idea and feeling of loneliness in their own way. But for this episode, we'll focus on the main character, Bojack Horseman. 
What what we've seen with Bojack throughout the series is a very recognizable use of his various voices or vices of choice, alcohol, drugs, and meaningless sex as attempts to cover up his depression and feeling of loneliness. He uses the vices to feel something. But there's another interesting layer to Bojack. His self-medicating, his self-substance abuse is demonstrated in a realistic way. One that isn't often touched on by our entertainment industry. So usually, usually television utilizes depression as a sort of plot line. Something for the character to overcome. Something to, t- to make a, a feel-good story. Or a character that feels loneliness and depression and has hit his bottom. Hit his bottom of the void. Pulls himself up by the bootstraps. Has this, this strong desire to get better. And somehow save the day. And they all live happily ever after. Does that sound like something familiar? It might be the movie you just watched. So the question is, how realistic is this? How much emotion does that truly get us feeling? And maybe it does get you feeling emotions, but how much real emotion does it get you feeling? See, Bojack takes a different approach. It gets us to recognize something else. And even empathize with something else about Bojack. He not only finds himself unable to stop his use of his vices of choice, he's unwilling. Bojack constantly recognizes the the detrimental effects his substance abuse has on his life. Not only his own, but those he cares about around those he cares about around him. He allows them to define who he is. See, Bojack even says in season three. It doesn't get better, and it doesn't get easier. I can't help lying to myself. Something or saying that I'm going to change, I'm poison. I have poison inside me, and I destroy everything I touch. He said all this to Diane, kind of the person that he goes to to as a little therapist, I guess you could say. But Bojack's mental illness has become his identity in the show. It's become rooted within him. Something interesting about Bojack and his destructive behavior is this romanticism that the show commentates on. We started having a little bit of, or having and being a little bit fucked up. I think it's become more prevalent in our culture. It's not necessarily a bad thing, as I do think shows like Bojack Horseman spread awareness about mental health issues. But the show provides some commentary on this idea in season five. See, Bojack often uses his mental health issues as a way to garner attention, a way to add to his addictions, something to further avoid those inner demons. Avoiding those inner demons because those demons have become a part of who he is. So I'll dive into how season five demonstrates this later on, but getting back to the culture side of things, depression and addiction, they become something of a cultural phenomenon in that people embrace it in dangerous and even destructive ways of itself. So to to clarify this a little bit better, and I'm not without guilt either, but being depressed, lonely, and facing mental health issues have become connected to being interesting, deep, and in some way worthy of more attention than the average person. As is quoted in the show, we fetishize our own sadness. For Bojack, he doesn't know how to not be damaged. 
It's become so much a part of him. It's become his own addiction to hurt deeply. Because connecting this back to, to loneliness, as we said with addiction, he's, he's, his feeling of deep dread, sadness, depression, reminds him that he's feeling something. Bojack admits this to himself. He uses it. Basically, he feels like shit, then wants to make others feel like shit. But since he has admitted to himself that he is a piece of shit, that means his actions have no consequences in his eyes. He's in some way absolved because he's admitted to his mental dread. He justifies it and uses it to reward himself. And in Bojack's case, his addiction to his depression is even further rewarded through Diane's memoir that she wrote about him. See, Bojack knew during the writing of the book that he had mental health issues. He didn't want the world to know it would break his persona of being a perfect Hollywood star. But then the book became lucrative. Being broken was lucrative. It jump-started his career again. When you are profiting off your own denial of yourself, it becomes hard to seek help for those issues and instead just embrace them. And I think that's it's it's commentary for our current culture. The show is the show is doing that commentary for the current culture. The show is honest about this though, and why I think it's they're trying to make it a point, which I think makes it interesting and connect with the audience. It's real. I think we all kind of recognize this in our society. The show is, in a way, self-aware that Bojack's mental health issues helped reignite his career, and you could say it's kind of implied that it's why he got the the gig for the show Filbert. Even though he was kind of forced into it, there's a reason they wanted him. His his idea of being deep, his loneliness, his dread, people saw that in in the memoir and it fit the character of Filbert. What the show alludes to about loneliness and depression is that Bojack has to face something that getting healthy is admitting that he's not any more special because of his mental health issues, as in, He's not any more fucked up. He can't keep using it as a prop for his bad behavior. And I think the show tries to demonstrate this in season five when we are shown the life conflicting loneliness and self-doubt that other main characters are facing. Diane, Mr. Peanut Butter, Todd, Princess Carolyn, they they all were facing their own issues, their own identity crisis. These crises of life are not something unique to Bojack. And they're all dealing with them in their own way. So what the show is trying to say is, we have to admit that we are a little messed up. We all have our issues. And we all have to find a way to reconcile with that. In a way, we're all not that special in, in that sense. Try to Meaning that in the, like, the least offensive way possible, but special in the sense that our feeling of dread is in not some way uniquely special are more special than someone else's. So in the words of Todd, you can't keep doing shitty things and then feel bad about yourself like that makes it okay. You need to be better. You are all the things that are wrong with you. So now for part two here, we're going to change gears a bit. The first part was more so about giving you a bit of theory and reason for Bojack's, Bojack's destructive behavior and depression. I didn't really focus on his rough upbringing, which absolutely plays an effect in, in his current state of things, but we can do that in later episodes. 
But now let's focus on Bojack that's presented in season five, which focuses on his loneliness and finding happiness, which very much connects to his substance abuse that we covered in the first part. So in the words of Bojack, I'm responsible for my own happiness? I can't even be responsible for my own breakfast. I think that kind of represents Bojack's mindset. But one question to consider, can loneliness be healthy or even necessary? As I've been talking about, Bojack has a complex and painful relationship with the world. As I mentioned, Bojack has his own, has shown throughout the show's seasons his toxic pattern of getting with various women, with the most destructive moment when he was about to have sexual relations with his ex-girlfriend's teenage daughter. But in season five, he continues that trend where he is, he's kind of dating his co-star, Philbert Gina. Gina, as with many of the show's main characters with major roles, has some interesting perspectives and ways of dealing with her mental state of her own, where she acts like she enjoys being alone. I love being alone. Actually, I wish I were alone right now, she said to Bojack as she walked out of the room from him. For Bojack, this left him even more alone. For him, he hates being alone with his thoughts. As I mentioned, he's always had issues with substance abuse, but in season five, it becomes even more of an issue and focal point of the season. Where his feeling of loneliness has has him turned to drugs and often mix alcohol with it, uh, this season, it becomes even more destructive, an extremely dangerous type of destructive. I was watching the, the YouTube channel, Wisecrack, on their, on their commentary of this season, and they, they do various um, shows, kind of similar to this podcast, but in YouTube format. And they brought up an important book, Johan Hari's book, Chasing the Screen. This book deals with the drug war and interpretation on drug addiction. See, Hari puts forward the idea of drug addiction being a sort of disease, where someone turns to drugs in order to replace something missing for them. And that missing thing is human companionship. As humans, we have an innate need to bond. If we can't find that bond, we will turn elsewhere, which happens to often lead to destructive behaviors, except to drinking, smoking, drug abuse, gambling. In a way, these things fill a void for people to feel something. Keep them away from their thoughts that places them in a dark hole, a dark void. See, this sounds exactly like Bojack. He's admitted it multiple times in the show. He's afraid to be alone. However, in Hari's case and demonstration, what's often connected to drug abuse is people's economic status, where they were born, their upbringing, economic status, and things like that. These have correlative links to making you more apt to have one of those destructive addictions. But for Bojack, sure, he had a rough upbringing with unsupportive parents, but he doesn't fit perfectly into one of those areas. He has a generally very successful career in show business, making a successful Filbert show in season five, financial stability, yet even he can't escape the void of loneliness he feels. The show analyzes an interesting aspect of depression and loneliness that is kind of cast aside. Something that is going on in our heads that we should genuinely be aware of. Just because someone has seemingly a perfect life, a good job, a good education, a good life partner, great kids, great financial stability. This should not delegitimize their 
the realness of their internal feeling of dread, the void, depression, and the loneliness they feel. So what I'm trying to say essentially is we should not be the people that say they cannot possibly be feeling this way. Look, they have X, Y, and Z. In the case of Bojack, his drug abuse leads him to start using people for his own personal gain in a way. He uses Gina to keep him in the limelight, run from his loneliness by using her, and using her to even further cover his loneliness by reaching for more attention and fame. That fame that ultimately further feeds his addiction. Keeping his mind away from his own inner thoughts. Now let's look at Filbert the character. Bojack implies that he relates to the character throughout the season. The set looks like his house. The character continually talks about his lonely dread, and Bojack even finds himself standing in costume throughout his everyday life. By the end, he loses himself in the character, where in the Filbert show, he makes the character Filbert makes up his partner that actually ends up being him, And he creates his own kind of real-life disassociation. That both Filbert character makes a disassociation and Bojack does himself by acting like the character Filbert in his everyday life. Further creating this disassociation. Filbert can't believe what he's done in the show. Who he is. So he created an alter ego. In a way, like what Bojack did by becoming Filbert. What he did through his drug addiction. His disassociation and drug addiction addiction actually led him to actually choking Gina on set. Or he was unable to separate real life from a sort of dream state from his addiction to opiates. He had become so detached from himself, unable to face himself. The show beautifully demonstrates this when Bojack comes face to face with himself at one point. A balloon figure of himself that that uh, symbolizes his bloated personality based on the use of this balloon finger to not only symbolize the bloated uh, personality, but to to symbolize his own fragile mental state and self. But him staring at the balloon is recognition that the reason for his problems and his terrible destructive behavior is because of him not able to face his own demons, his own inner thoughts. To help bring this kind of Bring it all together. The interesting twist in the season comes when Bojack goes to Diane to write a scathing blog post about him and his destructive behaviors. See, at first glance, we might think, wow, but Bojack is finally coming to terms with his his dangerous and destructive life choices. Wanting people to look past his seemingly perfect life for the problems he truly has and the bad characteristics he truly has. But now... Looking at this, you look further into it. It's just another way to avoid his own loneliness. To avoid having to discover his own sense of self. Just as he wants the fame and glory of the entertainment industry, he wants the hate and ridicule for his behavior. Similar to what he felt from the memoir Diane wrote about him, it's all recognition of his existence. Someone to tell him who he is, just so that he can avoid internalizing and analyzing himself. He turns to Diane to tell the world who he is instead of finding out for himself who he is. The problem for Bojack is 
he is in denial of his own self. His loneliness and desire to avoid being left with his own thoughts has led him down a path of need for other people to tell him who he is. It's self-serving. Luckily, Diane recognizes this in Bojack as she is dealing with her own depression and loneliness that we'll, we'll cover that in later episodes. But she knows this won't change Bojack. If anything, because he's a TV star, the audience will spin it and make it out as though Bojack is willing to be open and vulnerable, just like the book did, the memoir did. Knowing that will make people love him even more, which will then make Bojack justify his own destructive behavior, thus making him continue to not face his own depression and loneliness. See, Bojack wants to be held accountable, but for all the wrong reasons. As Diane said, Bojack is the one that needs to hold Bojack accountable for his own actions. Only when he starts analyzing his own thoughts, analyzing his own actions, figuring out who he is, can he then form healthy, growing relationships and begin to move past his feeling of loneliness. If he does this, well, we'll just have to wait and see if he does this and see what happens in Season 6 of BoJack Horseman. I'd like to say thank you for listening and thank you for your continued support. Please uh, tune in next time and I hope you enjoy the show.